0: What's up guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your bookie. Per- you only need to ask one question: What's the spread? Alright, we are off and running. What's the spread? It is Rivalry Week. Miles on Sports here, Mr. Brad Thomas. I have been waiting over 360 days to talk about this Ohio (laughs) State-Michigan rematch, and the stage could not be bigger.
1: Holy crap. Holy crap. We are here. Rivalry Week. We're not watching it together, but we're going to be thinking about each other while we watch our favorite teams dominate our rivals. This game, the game, is the game that I am so excited for. I have no skin in the game, and, like, it feels so good. Like, this sounds like a cheap cop-out as a as a Bama guy, but it feels so good going into rivalry week and not having a care in the world. Like I'm not rooting for Michigan because I need them to beat Ohio state for Alabama to get in the playoffs, or I'm not rooting for TCU because I need, I'm just watching football and enjoying it. It is so exciting.
0: Well, and to your point at this right now, where we're at after those rankings, I mean, there's absolute chaos right now. Chaos. I, I could not sit here and tell you what's going to happen. The only certainty for me right now is I think Georgia will be in. I think they will beat LSU and the winner of Ohio state Michigan will be in. That's the yeah. only thing I'm certain about right
1: now Yeah,
0: is those two teams. <laughs> the other two spots I think are completely up for grabs again. I think LSU going to go into Atlanta and get beat. So I think they're out, but you've got yeah. USC up there. You've got TCU up there. You've got Bama at seven, you've got Clemson at eight. You've got the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game. It is complete chaos right yeah. now. And this weekend is going to open it up even more going into championship Saturday. Should be really exciting. So let's go ahead and get into it. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Both undefeated for the first time since 2006 in the one versus two game. That was one of my favorite Memories growing up. Um, Pretty epic here. A noon kickoff, as it should be for the game. Some storylines to talk about. Blake Corum is the big one. Yes. Uh, If you watched Michigan-Illinois last weekend, he goes down. The team went down. I mean, they they found a way to win, but, man, was it close. That Illinois team had them beat. And Corum is the heart and soul of this Michigan team. Easily. So, status is uncertain. You know, is he going to play? Is he not? Uh, You know, at this point, you've got to think that the spread has something to do with that. Ohio State at minus seven and a half. Seems high.
1: It seems really high. And what I want to say is, you know, I'm going to go through some little nerd stats real quick because I was absolutely surprised. So um, EPA, um, basically what that's expected points added. Ohio State, number one. Michigan, number two. Eichel Ratio. Um, So Eichel Ratio is a measure of quality possessions and opportunities created. Michigan, number one. Ohio State, number two. Net field position. Michigan, two. Ohio State, three. I'm not going to go through the entire list, but last one I'm going to say is really important. Net points per drive. Ohio State, number one. Michigan, number two. These two are the best, best, best teams in college football. Sorry, Georgia. I don't care about the schedule because what these analytics measure is they measure the quality of opponent as well. They're doing what they need to do against the, the quality of opponents they're facing. I don't care what people say Ohio state looked like against Northwestern. I don't care what people say Ohio state looked like against Maryland, Michigan. and these, these are weather games. We don't talk about that. We don't care. They look like good teams. I'm going to take the points here, uh, but it's contingent. It's contingent on Blake Corum playing. I just think these two teams are so evenly matched, and this is not going to be like the, the the game from the last eight years where it just soars over. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. It kind of gives me vibes of Notre Dame, Ohio State to start the season. Defensive grind teams leaning on each other, wanting to win this game, knowing they cannot make mistakes. I think Michigan covers, but I do have the Buckeyes winning at home. There's two angles that I really love about this Buckeyes team against Michigan. If Michigan gets down in this game, I don't see them coming back and, and, and winning this game. But with Ohio State and that high-octane offense, they're always live, whether they're down or they're winning. So it gives me a little bit of an advantage if I want to bet Ohio State money line at any point in the game.
0: And we're going to see the best version of both of these teams, to your point. You yeah. can throw all the results from the last month out the window. All that matters right now is that both teams are 11-0, and and they made it to the game undefeated. That's what matters. So we're going to see the best versions of these teams in both of these programs. I've been preparing for this game all season, every practice, every meeting, every interaction in the practice facility. They have been working on not just their opponent for that week, but for Ohio State or Michigan, vice versa. So you're going to see a lot of preparation. You're going to see a lot of different schemes that we haven't seen from both sides. But here's the thing. You know what Michigan is going to come in and do. If you're a college football fan, this is a dream game to watch. Me, I'm losing my mind. But if you just love watching college football, you have two of the most different styles that you can see in today's game. You've got Ohio State over here on the right who has the high-powered offense. The defense is kind of hit or miss. They hit really hard. They're fast. But Michigan is that physical – beat you up at the line that Jim Harbaugh team that you and I have been talking about for years Yeah, that he had originally. And now he's got better recruits, better players, and he's got his system back in place where they're just going to try to beat you up front. And it works. It works really you well. You know, it's coming and they still get you. Now I, now I do think last season in that game, there was a little bit of an element of surprise Ohio state had won that matchup 15 out of 16 years Yeah, I mean, we were seven-point favorites going into Ann Arbor. I never expected to lose that game. They are going to have the same game plan. There will be nothing different. And J.J. McCarthy is not going to be the one to win them this game.
1: No, absolutely not. He
0: won't. In last year's matchup, Michigan ran for over 300 yards. I don't think they get to that number this year. I think our defense is better. I think we're more physical up front. Our linebackers are faster. The only weakness that Ohio State has right now is in the secondary. Talia yep. Tagabiola showed you that. If you watched that game last weekend, dude balled out. I don't think McCarthy has that ability. Now, I, I, I think he can make some big throws, but they're going to rely on that ground game.
1: It's crazy you say that, too. Like, uh, I want hi- to you to repeat what you said. Like, their struggles are in the secondary, but that is not where Michigan's going to try to beat them.
0: Right, and if they do, I think we'll be up to the challenge because yes. that takes them out of their game. You know, yeah. if you're if you're if you're Michigan and you're on the road and you're coming into the shoe and you're plus seven and a half, you can't come in and and, and lose your identity. So we know what they're going to come in with. Um, and listen, I think McCarthy is going to have a good game. I do. Yeah. Um, I I think he's been getting a lot of uh criticism, and rightly so. But he's still a guy who can who can come in and and make the throws. I mean. He, uh, he was stone cold on that game-winning drive against Illinois with yeah, all the pressure on he the was. line. So, so stone cold. Yeah. I know he can do it. We got to get pressure on him. I mean, if, if we can get Michigan into passing downs, second and long, third and long, get pressure on McCarthy, they'll have no chance. Um, yeah. But it's going to be about their running game. I, real quick, on the other side for Ohio State's offense, a lot of questions at running back. A lot. Uh, Tra- Travion Henderson is hurt. He's not playing well. True freshman, Dallin Hayden, came in last week, and if you're around Columbus and you're around Ohio State, there was no surprise from us. We were looking for Dallin Hayden to get more carries the entire season, uh, especially with Biden Williams out. Dude, he's and a beast, he's, too. He is a beast, and he's been ready. I mean, he he came in prepared. Uh, he's he's really physical. He sees the holes well. Uh, he, he just attacks, uh, and he's healthy. I'm very curious to see who's going to get the bulk of the carries going into this game, because... You got Mayan Williams, who got injured last week. You got Travion, who's who's obviously not 100%. Down Hayden is 100%. Yeah. But this is the game. This is not Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ohio State-Michigan. So, Smash uh, mouth football. Yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see how they how they handle the running game. Um, I'm taking Ohio State minus 7.5 here. How can I not? What I, I've i been worried about this game for a long time, but I thought this was going to be a 4 four and a half point spread
1: yeah I was Vegas is um, seeing something here I, I think the line opened up at uh where is it I think it opened up at 10 if I remember correctly so it, it like the line came down a little bit but <clears throat> I can guarantee you this the second Blake Corum is up on that field warming up that line's gonna move again
0: yeah I mean listen if Blake Corum is healthy then the line's got to be smaller because yeah. he is the heart and soul of that team, and he will be able to run on us. He will. Yes, it, it's just about slowing him down. It's not about stopping it.
1: Exactly. I totally agree. I I'm actually shocked that you're you know you're taking Ohio State, but I mean you're gonna be at the game, and there's no way in hell that you're gonna be rooting or betting on Michigan while at the game.
0: Right. And, and this is this is what I was gonna say too. You're you're getting seven and a half points in the biggest game of the year. It's very similar to getting plus seven when Tennessee played Bama yeah um but also keep in mind that Tennessee got 10 when they went in and played Georgia and got absolutely smacked God. um I don't think that's gonna happen here <laughs> but but what I am saying is that uh I then I expected Tennessee to to play that a lot closer very similar here though you're getting yeah. a lot of points this is a really good Michigan team I don't understand why I love that you brought out those stats where they're their top two top three in all those categories it doesn't matter who they played at this point. Exactly. They're 11-0, and, and they're a really good football team. So this, this is two of the best teams in the country. Personally, I think the loser should also get into the playoff at this point, especially if we see a TCU go down or a USC go down. But as I said, it's going to be absolute chaos to see yeah. who gets in the playoff.
1: All right. The only, thing, the only thing is the loser can't get embarrassed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be close. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right, let's go ahead and move into number 15, Notre Dame, number six, USC. This is going to be the nightcap on rivalry Saturday. Great matchup. Coming into the season, this was a game that you and I were really looking forward to. Uh, it feels like a rivalry renewed now that USC is back on the national stage. Yeah. And lo and behold, how about this? They're in playoff position. I mean, all of the talking that we did about USC, we said USC was going to be one of the biggest wild cards in this season and here they are in position to make the playoff and then you got Notre Dame who came back from the dead seemingly and (laughs) they're playing really good football they are I mean both teams are playing really good football
1: yeah they're playing really good football like uh it's funny like we I know I did I don't know if you did but after that loss to what Marshall I kind of counted uh I kind of counted Notre Dame out like because they kind of like pretty bad then they lost to Stanford but then, then they go through, they they run through a good Syracuse team. They run through, run through uh, Clemson, and then they blank Boston College. I know that game was unfair because the weather was tough for, what's his name, Moorhead More, uh, to throw the ball, and he's a throwing quarterback. But, man, they blanked them 44-0. They're playing in the same conditions, you know.
0: So I like USC here. I, I was so impressed with them last week in that game against UCLA. They can outscore anybody on the field. Another game is not going to be to keep up in this game. They are playing good on the defensive side of the ball, but I think Caleb Williams is the best player in the country right now. I think Yes. If, if, if they win their next two games, I think Caleb Williams should win the Heisman, and it shouldn't even be close. This guy is playing at such a high level right now. You can see it on the field, Brad. He is the best player right now. 470 passing yards last week. There was no stopping this offense. And on the other side, they missed the running game with Logan Diggs, but Drew Ply is still struggling. Yeah, um, Only completing less than 53% of his passes, I think, in, in five of his six games. So, yeah, it's a lot of points for a robbery game, especially considering how well Notre Dame has played. But I'm going to give USC a 7 or 8 point win here.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Notre Dame here. Um, you know, this is going to be interesting to watch. You know, uh, it's very good defenses against each other. I mean, a very good defense against a very good offense. This Notre Dame defense should be able to slow down Caleb Williams enough. The question is, what does Drew Pine do against this defense? Because it's not – like, there's no surprise about this USC defense. They're terrible. 128th EPA against the rush. 67th EPA against the pass. They have uh, a 91 ICO rating in in points per drive. Like, even early down success rate, 108th in the the country. Fourth and third down success rate for their defense. 125th in the country. Like, bad. Really, really bad football played on that defense. But, man, how impressive were they against USC – I mean, UCLA? Like, I jumped in on that early line for for, uh, USC, and I was actually surprised that more people didn't jump on that line. Not a lot of people are jumped on this one. I'm not really, like, in love with Drew Pine, but I think the physicality Notre Dame is going to bring to this game is going to be very, very fun to watch. Could be a possible letdown spot, you know. There's just so much to think think about for this USC team. They're still kind of a young team here, and – you know they have their their eyes set on on uh, on making it to the college football playoffs. I will say this: I think if UFC, USC, you know, they either lose this game outright or they win this they win this game by like fourteen points. I think that's what happens. Well, the pressure in, is definitely uh, on,
0: right? Yeah. You know they they they've kind of played this season just playing their game. Uh, you know, haven't had to really deal with the spotlight, but the pressure is on now uh, because because yeah. they're because they are in position to make that playoff. So. Be interesting to see how they respond. All right, we are clashing today, my friend. What's next? <laughs>
1: up next, we have the Civil War. Um, Oregon at Oregon State. The Ducks are three-point favorite. While I wanted to sit here and say I was going to take uh the Beavers here, I decided I against it. And I went ahead and I backed Oregon. Yes, on the road, yes, in a rivalry game, yes, with a banged Bow Nix, and yes, with this terrible. Um, you know, bottom fourth defense. But I just cannot trust this Oregon State team to keep up with Oregon. Like, we'd have to compare Oregon State's defense to that of Utah's. And we know Utah's defense is much, much more stout. And what's really poor against this, or, for this Oregon State team is their running game. You know, what better way to help out your hobbled quarterback than to run it with Whittington and, and Irving for a ton of yards? I think both of them are in a good position to run for over 100 yards and make Bodnex life much easier. He's not going to have to run for his life. He's not going to have to worry about any kind anything kind of, you know, uh giving them negative game scripts early in the game.
0: I think this is going to be a great game. I also have Oregon minus 3. If they win, they're in the Pac-12 Championship. They've uh proven and shown so much resolve uh this year, especially after their opening loss to yeah. Georgia. Really tough loss against a really good Washington team, but their schedule has been brutal. I mean, coming off games against Washington, big win against Utah last week. Who USC wasn't, yeah. able to that. USC wasn't able to beat Utah. Oregon is still showing that same grit and determination. And this is one of the most heated rivalries in the country. If you haven't been paying attention, this game is insane. There is yes, it wild is. hate on both sides for this one. The stadiums are always rocking. Oregon State has won this matchup outright. In two of the last three meetings in Corvallis, they are 11-0 against the spread in the last 11 home games. But I can't pick against the Ducks here with a very small minus-three spread. I feel like they only have to get the win. Yeah. Last week, game rising for Utah. Was held to 170 yards passing and three interceptions. Yeah. Defense also
1: finding their stride. What's, cra- what's crazy about the Oregon defense, too, Miles, is, you know, it's been bad all year. But then in the game where they know a must-win game, they go through and pull out the right win three, like and they shut them down. Yeah. And this
0: one will be just as he did. It's going to be a great environment in yeah. Corvallis. Oregon State has such an awesome home stadium when they sell it out. We saw that against USC earlier in the season. So it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be really close. It's going to be a great game. I think Oregon State can win, but I'm not picking against the Ducks in this spot.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would have the same side.
0: Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and end it with a Black Friday special uh, in the AAC. We got number 19, 2 lane, number 22, Cincinnati. Ooh. This is a twelve o'clock kickoff on one of the best days of the year. Who do you like?
1: Ah, uh, man, Cincinnati has what the second active long, longest home winning streak. Uh, but this Tulane team is good, man. Uh, you know they're seven and three against the spread versus team with a winning record. Um, you know, God, I oh, don't know, wrong, wrong team. Tulane is seven. Tulane is eight, six and one team with a winning record. I have to go with Cincinnati here. I think uh, we've been, you know, we've been to the stadium. And we know what it's like. This is going to be a Black Friday special. The Bearcats play good defense. Tulane's a great team, but this home field advantage is just going to be too much for me. I think it's going to bring them something. What forty-four straight home wins? Like I have to take Cincinnati.
0: Cincinnati is nearly impossible to beat at home. It's one of the best home environments in the country. I had Cincinnati originally, but I'm going to go Tulane plus two (gasps) here. I need to find a way to get the win. Tulane. Six and one against the spread in the last seven. Cincinnati one and five against the spread in their last six. Now, to be fair, Cincinnati is one of those teams that after making the playoff last year, they get very unfavorable spreads. This obviously is much more favorable. They really just have to get the win. So at at minus two, it's basically a money line. But I like the uh, two-lane running game right now. And also on the defensive side of the ball, five takeaways last week against SMU in a 59-24 win. I don't think they will be able to repeat that. Cincinnati is very good at staying within themselves, not making mistakes, not turning the ball over, good special teams. That's how they're going to try and win this game. They rely on that defense. 23-3 against Temple last week. Uh, And then a couple weeks ago on a Friday night, it was a 27-25 win against ECU who almost got them. So they are beatable. They are vulnerable. The AAC championship game is still on the line here. So I've got Tulane yeah. finding a way to come in and beat the Bearcats as much as it pains me because I'm cheering for Cincinnati. I want to see a Cincinnati UCF AAC championship
1: game. I think I think that'd be I awesome. do too. I do too. Uh, but I think I think Tulane wants uh wants a little piece of UCF, uh get a little rematch uh, after yeah. losing a close 38-31 game.
0: Yeah, so let me ask you this. What is the biggest thing that you're looking for this weekend? If you had to pick one thing, or one thing you're excited about, one thing you're looking for, what is it?
1: But despite not having anything to play for, I want the Alabama Crimson Tide to beat Auburn Love by 30-plus points. <laughs> Show Golden that you care. Like – like, it, like I'm not even stressing remor- remotely stressing, but just put them in the ground. Here's the deal:
0: Bama is seven, and they are ten and two, and the committee is obviously using Alabama as a metric, as, yes, as a point of how good is this other team, Brad? If if we see absolute chaos at the top, USC loses again. TCU loses again. Georgia beats LSU. There is a path for Alabama to get in this playoff. There is. Even at 10 and two, I think the committee is making a statement. Why is Alabama ranked so high? Why is Alabama ahead of Clemson? The question is if Clemson goes 12 and one and wins the ACC, do they jump that 12 and one Clemson over a 10 and two Alabama, even though they've had Alabama ranked ahead of Clemson the entire season?
1: It'd be interesting because. What Clemson's best win in the ACC championship is going to be Notre, uh, North Carolina. And yeah. North Carolina just suffered an ugly loss. It's going to be real interesting.
0: You might have a two-loss Pac-12 champion. Uh, and then you you could have a two-or-three-loss Big 12 champion if TCU loses. And then yeah. you've got the Ohio State-Michigan loser at 11-1. You've got Alabama sitting there at 10-2. and two. LSU would be eliminated with three losses. Yeah. And then it, it's just – I, I see a lot of different scenarios here and, and, and I'm trying to figure out what the committee is doing Yeah, with, with these rankings. I mean, they've got that two loss LSU team over a one loss USC team. It's just going to be really interesting to see, to see how it plays out.
1: Yep. It's going to be, this is, this is the scary hours. The last, what, two games for most of the, for a lot of these teams of the season, you're so close to, to realizing that you can actually compete for a national championship that's why, you know, you, you see TCU struggle last week. You know, it's hard. It is hard to get there. That's why so few teams are there every every season. It's really hard.
0: Should be a good day. Hopefully a good it's day for work. Ohio State because I will not be able to handle another year of losing to them. So I've,
1: <laughs> I've already started to figure out my plans. You know, it's going to be my birthday. I'm going to get to the, the racetrack. I'm going to order a shit ton of wings and I'm getting a pitcher of beer and I'm going to bet on Ohio state with you, even though, you know, I think it's too many points. Because, <laughs> Cause I'm going to be texting you like, Oh my God, Miles. Oh my God. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Enjoy it. Sounds great. Yeah, Always bro. a good weekend for your birthday too.
1: Yeah, not, it is, man. Happy Thanksgiving, dude. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: happy, happy Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> Guys for listening, everyone out there, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Be sure to like rate and subscribe. Have a Great holidays. Take care.